Jack, Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with The Book Club from Hell, a mendicant order of the Catholic Church whose members beg for alms over Patreon. We at The Book Club from Hell are all about practicality and actionable insights. Given the growing contemporary interest in witch hunting, we had no choice but to read the subject of today's episode, the Malleus Maleficarum, translated as The Hammer of Witches. Written by two Catholic inquisitors and published in 1486, Malleus Maleficarum details why witches definitely exist and why not wishing to burn them to death is heretical, the sorts of bad things witches can do to you, most of which seem to involve preventing erections, how to identify witches and, most importantly, how to conduct an investigation into suspected witches, which will always result in conviction and a speedy execution. Given that I am a member of the book club from Hell Mendicant Order, it is only fitting that I remind you that we have a Patreon, whose link is in the show description. Every dollar you give is one witch burned. So, enjoy. The positive associations I have with death metal are transferred onto this book <laughs> completely unreasonably. Yeah, completely unreasonably. <laughs> so boring. It reminded me <laughs> this why book I is don't not metal. like scholastic philosophy much. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's complete trash. <laughs> it's really dry. It tr- it plays at being highly rigorous, but he's just so inconsistent. Or the the two authors are so inconsistent in uh in their arguments, in how they number things, even in tiny things of how he'll say, "Oh, okay, well, I've got seven reasons as to why I don't know." For example, demons through midwives like to have unbaptized babies killed and a paste made from their ground bones. Here here are seven reasons why that happens. And then he'll give you like five reasons. Except he'll number the reasons like one, two, three, six, seven, or something like that. It's just just so irritating. (laughs) Did you know that it had 28 editions? Over the course of like hundred years, <laughs> it's that good. Am, am I am I mistaken? That's what I I read when I was doing some background research. Yeah, it's like over more than a hundred years had like dozens of editions, <laughs> and uh, people love this. Yeah, book. I think it was actually quite influential. Although it's contentious, this is an even more it's influential book than um than Prince Harry's autobiography. Wow, which That's is amazing. Sad. They are no, that's that's incredible. I reckon though his <laughs> autobiography, Prince. I mean, when was this? This was written in. Hammer okay, this was published bitches. in 1486, <laughs> the Hammer of the Witches. I reckon in about 500 years, though, people will look back on what was it? What was the name of that fucking autobiography called? It was just Stupid like book. it was such a the world's Prince. smallest violin playing just for you kind of title. It was like passed over or skipped or. Uh, I can't remember. It was way, way, way. I'm not. Was it called King. Spare? Is that the one? You're spare. Thinking? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. How do you spare will probably to be similarly influential pages as... when you're a prince. <laughs> like seriously, guy's such a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably made that's so my much Australian money Republican well. analysis of a member of the the British royal family. He's a little bitch. <laughs> There's a little bitch. It's Another just, reason yeah. why Australia should be a republic. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, no, we were we were talking about this witches, was probably though. 
the most. No. It was pretty brutal. It's up there. It's up there. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, this was not an easy book. It's also, I got it into my head that it wasn't that long. And then the, the edition I got was no, almost 700 long. pages. Yeah, it if you got the so edition long. with that giant preamble at the beginning and stuff. I read, I ended up reading most of the preamble because I skipped it when I started reading the book because I thought I'm not reading that much. When I'd finished the book, I started reading the preamble and it's actually really good. So the, tr- the translator and the guy who wrote the preamble is Christopher S. Mackey. And he, he offered really, really good footnotes contextualizing some things. And the preamble was really helpful in further situating this text. It was the best part of the book. The best part of the book was the bit that, <laughs> that Jacob Sprenger and Henricus Instatorus didn't write. <laughs> so the context of the book is really funny though, because it's 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 reputed to be this witch hunting manual from the inquisitorial Middle Ages. In like and it's Germany, sort right? of that. Or Bavaria or something. Yeah, yeah. Germany and Switzerland. But yeah. Apparently, it was quite popular among lay people, but not in the church. The church fairly quickly came out and said, no, this is not really representative. <laughs> this is not about. kosher, so to speak. <laughs> the Catholic Church didn't like it much. It, <laughs> Saying a lot for they, the, they for they the Catholic Church in the 1400s wrong. to come out and be like, nah, <laughs> we're not, this is a bit we're not down so this. A lot of this book is Cancel Henrik. fairly anti-women. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly anti-women, fairly misogynistic. And the medieval Catholic Church is not an organisation known for, for the champion of women's rights. However, <laughs> even, even they took a look at this book and went, oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> Maybe we should dial this back a bit. <laughs> there are several parts of this. So the authors of this book regularly quote from other sources. So people interested in, I don't know, Catholic law, I guess. Because Catholics, at least medieval Catholics, just autistically wrote out massive lists trying to make laws for everything possible, including extensive laws on witchcraft. <laughs> and the can authors we, in this can book... We, can we elucidate every possible situation under which there might be witchcraft? <laughs> it's just the, the just, brute force approach to making Just imagine laws. how many untold hours of human labour was expended by medieval Europeans on outlining laws around witchcraft. Just ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they could have been, they could have been, you know, like... Writing okay. the Bitcoin white paper. Yeah. In the 15th century. <laughs> Listen, mate, we can't do it yet, but man, when that NVIDIA 4090 comes out, then you fucking bet we're going to be mining Bitcoin. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, this was one of the most bizarre fucking books ever. It's just <laughs> like a, a, a really a, strange. A window into just complete. I mean, like, from our perspective, or from my perspective now, <laughs> just complete insanity, like, conspiracy theory, <laughs> essentially. But a conspiracy theory that took off and caused the deaths of tens of thousands of people across Europe. No, not tens of thousands. I had a look at it. The, the Inquisition, thousands. I think it was... So the Inquisition 
has taken off more in the popular imagination than in the real world. So it did happen, but it was over the course of about 450 years, I think something like 8,000 people were killed. Like, well, that's, that's a lot of people and 8,000 more than should have been killed. Um, but the way nothing. that it's Who been cares? presented, at least to me, was that you just had inquisitors running riot without any oversight, just torturing all, and killing people. we killed wherever. the occasional 8,000 people. So every now and then that's not even a big deal. Over 400 years, pish posh. What's all the... <laughs> that's nothing. Your, your average Marxist is going to look at that and go, you're a fucking amateur. Let me show <laughs> yeah. you how mass extermination is done. Mao's just like... 50 million people or whatever it was. <laughs> Just laughing to himself in secular, <laughs> godless heaven. <laughs> Look at these people. A bit about the background behind the book, though, really helps contextualise it and make it simultaneously much funnier and much more disturbing. <laughs> it, was, it was written by two people, Jacob Sprenger and Henricus Instatorus. Instatorus is the... Um, the Latin name of Heinrich Kramer. And as soon as I heard Heinrich Kramer, I just thought of, thought of Kramer from Seinfeld, yeah, which made yeah, yeah. reading this book even more surreal. Because <laughs> Kramer's having a really imagine. fucking bad decade. Kramer. He's gotten bored with New York and gotten really into torturing women for sorcery. <laughs> he just woke up on the wrong side of bed one morning and went, you know what? I hate women. Let's come. Let's come up with a 700-page book describing and justifying my hatred for women. Because this book, this book is, is, it is directed against women. Because what I was saying earlier about how they quote fairly extensively from, uh, from Catholic texts talking about witchcraft and how you're Aquinas, meant to, how you find witches, how you try witches and things. And apparently in Latin, at least according to the, uh, the translator's notes in the edition I have, you use the masculine form. It can also serve as a gender-neutral form of, um, of, say, adjectives and things like that. But in this book, there are, there are numerous places where the translator points out that the authors changed the masculine form in the original to the feminine form just to specify that they're talking about women, just to really <laughs> make sure that you're aware that it's, it's women they're going after. That's so crazy. <laughs> these guys were bonkers but <laughs> to further contextualize didn't, it so it's didn't uh kramer i saw a source that said kramer oversaw the uh the execution of like 100 people <laughs> himself that's oh, i'll get to that because he he probably inflated his own numbers because um, condemning, condemning women to get burned stats. to death is something that you want to talk up <laughs> It's like when you meet, you know, a sixteen-year-old, and they'll they'll tell you it's like, oh, I've fucked like hundreds of women, you know. <laughs> Except with Kramer, it's I've burned to death hundreds, hundreds of women. Of women. <laughs> but witchcraft and all his inquisitor mats are just nodding to themselves, and he's like, yeah, he's talking up his numbers again, isn't he? You know, most of us are happy if we've just burned to death five or six women, but Kramer <laughs> just has has to to keep exaggerating. It's just typical Kramer. Apparently, he wasn't that popular <laughs> among other Inquisitors. At one point, he was Here's quite self-righteous. He, he apparently denounced, um, I think it was the Holy Roman Emperor, because he disagreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this cunt doesn't know what he's talking about. Big dog Kramer, though. 
<laughs> Can you imagine the of, ego? Of the two authors, Kramer is by far the funnier one. So the first guy, <laughs> Jacob Sprenger, he was a professor of theology in Cologne. He was fairly well known. And he was an, appointed an inquisitor in the Rhineland, but there's no evidence for any active participation on his part. He just wasn't that interested in field work. <laughs> on the other hand, Heinrich Kramer was all about that inquisitor lifestyle. It was just a fucking rabid dog when it came to finding heretics. It was just a loose cannon. And <laughs> As, yes, in, in the Malleus, like in this book, he brags, I think that he'd had 48 women convicted of sorcery. And when he says, we'll get to the like legal niceties as to why he says convicted of sorcery and not killed for sorcery. Because he, he always said that, oh, the church people never condemn people to the, to, um, I think it was a punishment of blood. So the death penalty, yeah. we only hand them over to secular authorities who then would just kill them. So that means he's, he's saying that he had 48 women burned to death. But then in later works, he claims that 200, he'd um, convicted 200 and sentenced them to death. Absolutely he's just upping nuts. his body count. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the really funny things. Like the, of the number the of women he had burned to death at the stake. That's a weird, <laughs> was a fucking that's a weird flex. That's a weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, most people these days, they'll take a screenshot of their, their Dogecoin wallet or something like that. When I say most people, I mean probably like three people in the entire world. Hey, mate, look how much I have in Dink Doink. You want to see my NFT portfolio? It says 2023 Heinrich Kramer. Do you know how many rare apes I have? If Kramer were born today, I bet he'd get really, really into He'd be, he'd be one of those people flexing his NFT wallet after the bottom's fallen out of the market. <laughs> yeah, just burning, burning it. <laughs> and probably committing hate crimes at night. <laughs> you mean cleansing the earth, don't you, Jack? I mean... <laughs> and, uh, even funnier is... <laughs> What seemed to have motivated writing the Malleus Maleficorum? It's just like the whole work seems, it seems to me at least in large part, to be him trying to justify a failed inquisition in Innsbruck. He was, um, he tried to get an inquisition going in Innsbruck in 1485 to early 1486 and he laid charge. What was the idea? You know, our boy Kramer, once he gets a. Once, Once he gets got, an idea in his head, he's going to pursue it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a bulldog, except he's just a pit bull, except instead of biting children in the face, he's all about burning women to death. The pit bull Kramer. <laughs> so fucking dark. This guy actually existed. <laughs> he, he got the scent of eight women and laid charges against them. But the, the bishop, so Bishop George of Brixen, who's, um, who had jurisdiction over this place, objected from very early on to this guy's handling of the case because apparently he wasn't following procedure. Like, okay, so <laughs> if you're going to burn a woman to death, you better, you better follow procedure. Other, look, we're not animals here. We've, we've got rules, mate. 
when it comes to condemning people to Come on, we're civilised here in medieval Europe. <laughs> we're stirring up hailstorms in their bathtub. Yeah, there's a procedure we've got to follow. We're not... I don't want people to think that we're, we're doing this for fun. I don't want anyone yeah, don't to want think to that our like, Kramo enjoyed his any job. innocence due to our, our bad methods. You know, we don't want any false positives, mate. No, 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 no. These, these, heresy and witch hunting. We, we only use the most sensitive and most specific tests for being a sorcerer. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100% sensitivity and specificity. Because it why well, I mean, gets, gets them every time. Just rack them up. Give it like a day on the rack. Gets them every time. Gets them every time. They'll admit it themselves. I, th- I, I mean, look, maybe he used the rack. I think um, no, he didn't Kramer use was he used the, the other staccato. thing. Yeah, Stupa- yeah, the, the thing where Do you want to explain that one? He, <laughs> it's pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> that was his it, favorite. <laughs> it's it's where like you you tie someone's hands behind their back and then there'll be a winch on the ceiling and you basically just suspend them off the ground from their hands tied behind their back so it dislocates their shoulders. He's got this part where he's talking about a woman and he's like she was so only crazy. suspended an inch off the ground and she confessed, which means she must have been a witch. She was that guilty. And I was thinking, but I mean, gravity doesn't care how, like, it's going to work whether you're- Yeah, the further off the ground you are. Or, 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 or 10 metres off the ground. <laughs> it's not going to make a difference. It'd make a difference if, if they lifted her, like, I don't know, like 10,000 kilometres off the ground, I, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the, like slightly so gra- less. If, if you get far <laughs> enough from Earth that the gravitational field isn't affecting you as much, sure. But I don't think Kramer was considered. Maybe Kramer was thinking about that. <laughs> we only lifted her an inch <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, like, I mean, uh, I was going to say something. I was going to try to say something sensible, but I just I just feel like any, like, sensible criticism of this is just wasted because <laughs> it's just so, it's just so yeah, absurd. Yeah, this, this, this is just insanity. <laughs> like, this guy was a fucking nutcase. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, was he a nutcase in the context? Like, it, it wasn't like he was just doing this by himself. Like, he was doing this in the context of the judicial system at the time. So it was like the con- the conspiracy theory, right, that just spread. Well, well what, what we were saying earlier about how... So he'd, he'd started this inquisition in Innsbruck, and uh, the, the local bishop eventually had to send him a letter to ask him to leave, <laughs> leave his diocese because he was just causing trouble. And I don't think the women were convicted. Like, the bishop intervened so that they wouldn't be burned at the stake or imprisoned. Fucking hell. Maybe some and of the luckiest so, women in all so of history. E- even That's within fun. the context of the, the Inquisition, this guy was considered a bit of a nutcase. Like, other, crazy. other Catholic, like, presumably Bishop George of Brixen was also a He also got Catholic. around a bit of witch He was like, okay, we're, we're going to get rid of this inst- institutorious guy. Yeah, this Kramer guy. <laughs> He's a radical. So um, once that happened, Kramer went full. Um, he went monk mode MGTOW for a while. He retreated into himself. <laughs> he went MGTOW. He, he went, he went <laughs> MGTOW. He came back with the, with the, the medieval MGTOW. <laughs> it's like he retired from YouTube for three, three years after declaring the MGTOW came back. And then he like, came back. This was, this was his YouTube. return to YouTube. 
<laughs> His channel laid I'm dormant. Back. Kramer is back. <laughs> I've got this. And that explains why this book starts with a uh, with a Raycons ad. It's like before I get into how and why we should burn women to death, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Are you sick of listening to Bible audio tape or Bible audio books with shitty headphones in fucking fourteen? <laughs> 1400s in 1486 when this comes out. <laughs> Use promo code LEX. <laughs> Use 25% off your Lex. next rack. <laughs> yes. He's got an Amazon affiliate program so that when you order ropes for Stepato, <laughs> he gets a cut. Yeah, affiliate marketing was going off in the 1400s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think Amazon had same-day delivery back then, but I think it was still pretty good. So this book is basically him, him justifying his, uh, his failed inquisition in Innsbruck to the world. I feel like it's most marked at the start of the book. The book is divided into three parts, and the first part is about why witches definitely exist, why their crimes are worse than Satan, and... Why you should definitely kill them wherever you find them, and there and and then then there's there's a lot about why secular authorities should never interfere with the work of the Inquisition when it comes to prosecuting witches, and why the local um, local ecclesiastical authorities should always prosecute witches. There's a really funny bit towards the end of the book where he starts talking about why why the local authorities should always prosecute witches, but why inquisitors, when it's a boring witchcraft case that probably won't involve the death penalty, should be able to excuse themselves. That was just this whole, I don't want to eat my vegetables part. Yeah, he just wants I, the I only stuff. want to do he the He just killing. wants the executions. <laughs> what a sick fuck. <laughs> you can fucking yeah, this, fuck. this guy was completely <laughs> fucked in the head. He, he must have tortured at least a few people. Oh, 100%, or at least, like, oversaw the, uh, the torture to himself. In terms of going through this book, because this book is so repetitive. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. Do you want to... I reckon we should spend most of our time in parts two and three, because part two is about what witches do to people. Part three is about how you get witches to confess and how you sentence them. Yeah, should we just give a two-second summary, a two-second summary of part one, and then just move on to part part two straight away? Witches exist. They're almost always women because women are. There are there are a lot of justifications in this book for why women are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the methods of identifying witches, uh... written by Heinrich. Some of my best friends are women. Kramer. <laughs> uh, an interesting one is also that. Uh, like actually denying that witches exist is a form of heresy. So actually, even even just criticize, yeah. even just being like, "Are you sure about that?" <laughs> They're like, "They they clearly do exist. You must be a witch." <laughs> so He's got this really good part where he goes that like, if sorceresses don't exist, then why are they punished so harshly under divine law? I love that circular <laughs> argument because he's like, I'm writing a book which is describing why witches should be so harshly punished. And why would that happen if they didn't exist? <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that you they exist. fucking got why me there, Why would I be torturing them if they didn't exist? 
<laughs> Trainer like, telling George Costanza about clearly. why witches exist. <laughs> why would we execute them if they didn't exist? I mean, I think the fact that this was like four or five hundred years ago, like, means that I can laugh about it. But this actually happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> this guy was actually out there, so like, this- torturing people, and he was using this as an argument. He's like, "Why would I torture you if you weren't a witch?" I'm like, clearly, you're a witch because I'm torturing you. <laughs> no, it gets so much more disturbing, particularly in part three, when he's describing how you. Basically, how you take in the accused, and I, when I say accused, I mean the, the person that Primate definitely wants to sentence to death and has already decided is a witch because she's a woman. Yeah, so to caveat that, like, it turns out... <laughs> as, as Literally, we, as nothing we, you can say or do can disprove you yeah. being a witch to Kramer once he's decided on it. <laughs> uh, I'm... Eyewitness testimony was like essentially the highest form, or the, maybe the second highest form of evidence. Which means that like you could just lob uh, lob an accusation at somebody and fuck them, <laughs> and the maybe only the second the second highest to the highest form of evidence, which was confession, which was done under conditions of torture. <laughs> it's just, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and we'll so... get to that too because he's got this whole thing about like. Uh, if the woman doesn't confess under torture, then she's a witch because she's using a spell of silence on herself. Yeah, but if silence. she does confess, then she's also a witch because she confessed. It's like, you're fucked either way. <laughs> like, this you're, guy's just set up a perfect trap. Just, you get accused, you're fucked. So I'm going to play um, armchair Sigmund Freud for a little bit here. Oh, yeah, I reckon on. this guy had some, fun. <laughs> some real problems with his willy. He had some... He had some real PP problems. Because reckon maybe it's I reckon, or something. What happened to you? I, I, a good, like, 30% of this book seemed to be d- dedicated to him talking about erectile dysfunction. <laughs> He's just... There was a, just a, little, a lot a of erectile dysfunction talking A little limp dick, little bitch. He should, have got a bl- he should have got sponsored by Blue Shoes. I reckon that would have he helped. Have, he should have gotten sponsored by Blue Shoes. <laughs> he would have been a whole lot less angry. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code hammer. <laughs> you go to bluetooth.com forward slash hammer <laughs> the hammer <laughs> and get thirty percent off your next your next order of bluetooth. <laughs> so it much of the hammer he, down just, he keeps coming back to the topic of whenever whenever a man has has and problems getting it up, it's witchcraft. Someone has cursed him. And he's got you this thing about, like, you know what? I oh, fucking what? agree with. Fuck you, Jack. I agree with Kramer. Whenever I can, <laughs> it's because of witchcraft. Heinrich, I swear this has never happened before, Kramer. And giving and if us you say otherwise, justification, I'm going for to put you in. Up. <laughs> this is the he's most complex how, like, justification for your own erectile dysfunction. Why you can't get up? <laughs> Instead of some, someone really should have just taken Kramer aside and gone, "Listen, mate, it's embarrassing. Sometimes it's just not your night. All right, just <laughs> it's embarrassing. Just pick yourself up, dust just yourself brush it off, off, man. Like maybe in the morning you'll just be brush all right. It off. All right, you know, but no, fucking me. Kramer went migged migged out after a bad night. <laughs> decided Bloody he was going to exact revenge on all women forever. We should read a migged out book, by the way. Yeah, I'm we probably should. Read we've read a lot of books book. that have, have the MGTOW ethos, like this yeah. one, 
The beginning was the end, which was written after a breakup in a Chinese monastery. That was that had strong MGTOW energy. But we probably should just read something that's actually explicitly MGTOW, not us making fun of them and calling them MGTOW. <laughs> but uh, we, we were making fun of his penis. So he regularly, he's got so many bits where he, he says, okay, well, evidence of witchcraft. So a guy can't get it up with his wife. But then when he sleeps with another woman, he can get it up. He's like, the only reason this can happen is witchcraft. He's also got this long section about, well, when I say long section, long sections about how sorceresses can make it look like someone has lost their penis. And he tells, so the best part of this book are his anecdotes about just things he's heard or things he's seen in his time as an inquisitor. And in one part, he's like, okay, there was this guy who one morning he woke up and where his dick was meant to be, just smooth, nothing there. And he showed me and yep, I felt it just smooth. No penis there. And then he goes on, the, he has this really long discussion of, okay, well, did, did the demon, because obviously this is witchcraft, so did the demon acting through a sorceress actually just remove the penis? Well, no, because only God can change the physical world in that way. So it must be conjuration. So what's actually happening is the demon is interfering with everyone's senses so that it looks to them like there's no penis there. And... You, and then he, he outlines the ways that you can get your penis back, and they involve you know, prayer, fasting, finding the woman responsible and burning her to death. You know, all, all sorts of ways that you can, you can make your penis reappear. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this book is him talking about dicks. <laughs> he'll, he'll also never call it a dick because he's a, um, he's a refined man. It's always a, a male member or a limb <laughs> or the instrument. <laughs> the instrument. <laughs> so much of this book is him talking about sex. Uh, all the bit about how oh, demons can stop people, all the ways that demons can stop the conception of a child, or demons working through sorceresses. Because sorceresses will make a pact with a demon. Like, they'll actually sign their name on some document with a demon to pledge themselves to the demon. Yeah, the pact. And then they'll, they'll, they'll stop procreation by it, making it look like your penis has disappeared, by giving you erectile dysfunction, <laughs> by stealing the sperm. When you come, there'll be, like, a demon... <laughs> A demon just waiting there to catch your sperm. Just at the tip of your dick. <laughs> it's like Descartes' demon, except instead of assuring you that, like, you know, you exist and all that sort of shit, it, it, it nicks, you, nicks your semen. <laughs> Damn it. That's a weird one. Imagine that being your job as a demon. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, all the demon-y things that you could you're be. Packing, packing you, your you've lunch in the, the morning, getting ready to go to demon work. <laughs> I'm gonna be the cum catcher. <laughs> fucking goddamn! I'm gonna steal this dude's sperm. Only three more years of being fucking cum catcher, then I can move up and move him up in the world. <laughs> he takes off his coat as he goes out the door. I'm right. Graduate to something else. 
you know, today I woke up this morning and I made my bed. You know, I'm going to do a good job at work. <laughs> Everything I do, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I do it well. Transform my little piece of the world into heaven on earth. <laughs> You've got David Jordan Peterson. This guy's on Catching the tram cum. on the way to work to being the cum catcher. He's for the, listening for the to devil. Jordan Pe- Demon Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the cum catcher work, but you know what? If I really try, then life's you know going to be better. I'm going to move up. I just realised. Everyone has to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. You know, I'm, I'm only 1,300 years old as a demon. You know, I'm just getting a start to life. <laughs> I'm going to pet a cat if I see it on the street and then murder it and sacrifice it to the devil. <laughs> and if that's somewhere where I have to start, is it the tip of some German peasant's penis? <laughs> some <I'm> German <laughs> peasant's, like, s- syphilis-ridden penis as he comes into... Unwashed. Like, <laughs> unwashed. No, Probably had never had a fucking bath in his life. This this was pre-syphilis. This was pre-syphilis. Oh was shit! Sorry, I I ta- I'm terribly offended. If there are any um, German yeah, okay, then, 14th leave, leave and 15th century German peasants listening, I apologize for for. People, um... people only listen to our podcast, or at least in large part, listen to our podcast because of our historical accuracy, <laughs> <laughs> our dedication dedication to getting things right all the time. So uh, I'll 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 cut that out. Shout out, shout out to medieval, medieval Europe and uh, your sexual hygiene. <laughs> the pre-syphilis so days. Pre-syphilis days. Those were the good old days. A peasant could just fuck. The golden worry age. About. The golden age. Pre-HIV, pre-syphilis. You do whatever you wanted. Except, uh, except for being a witch. You couldn't be a witch, yeah. Except for being a woman. Except, except for, unless you were a woman, in which case it was fucking horrible. Like some crazy motherfucker from <laughs> Dominico, from the from the Dominican uh, will just like roll up and start like hanging you. Kramer and the crazy boys will roll up to you. And burn you alive. <laughs> like, start going through your things looking for objects of witchcraft. Don't you think, you know, again, I don't like, okay. Again, I don't want to be too sensible, but I just got to ask you one thing. Like, did it? Do you think that it legitimately didn't run through this guy's head, Kramer? He literally wasn't like, he didn't think for one second that like nothing he said made any sense. Because sometimes like, when I read these books, I'm just like, that's so ridiculous. Is this more like, is this yeah, just, pr- yeah. well, in this case, it is a propaganda piece, right? I guess, sort of. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it really was intended to convince people that what Kramer was wanting to do was the right thing. Yeah. And so he didn't think for a second, like, hey, maybe torturing somebody is not a reliable way to get to the truth. Like, that didn't cross his mind for, like, a single moment. <laughs> I just find, like, I don't know what's more offensive, the yeah, fact that he tortured I... all these people or the fact that he didn't, just didn't think, like, hey, maybe... <laughs> Maybe torturing them, they'll say whatever the fuck I want them to say. Actually, now that I say it out loud, that's probably what he wants. I reckon he, (laughs) I think he was sincere. I don't know if he ever had, you know, it was 3 a.m. and he couldn't go to sleep and he was thinking. (laughs) He's reflecting on, is what I'm doing in life. His choices in life. It's like, did I need to do that? <laughs> He's like, no, Heinrich, no, no, no. He pushes the thoughts aside. <laughs> no, no, no. You're on the path. <laughs> he 
you're yeah, going your that, own way, Heinrich. Maybe there was one night when he was lying awake <laughs> and thinking about his time as an Inquisitor and he thought, maybe I should just start a podcast. Maybe <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> been putting, I've been putting aside money. You know what? All I, I can buy a cheap microphone. I can, I can just use, use GarageBand or something, something free. <laughs> and I'll start a podcast And I, I won't need to torture anymore <laughs> I've done my best I've done I can hang history. up the inquisitorial robes <laughs> And I can become I can become an online personality <laughs> Truly truly, That didn't happen Kramer woke up the next morning God had fortified his soul He had a spring in his step <laughs> He got straight back to inquisiting. And he accused the first woman he saw when he left the house of being a witch. You're a witch and you're a witch and you're a witch. <laughs> Everyone's a witch. This guy, this guy was such a fucking loose cannon. Can you imagine being like the guard or one of the guards guarding the gate of some German hamlet in Jesus the 15th Christ. century? And, and you're you standing there, war, eyes glued to the horizon, just looking for trouble. And you just hear in the distance this, this barking, and you and, your, you and your buddy start getting nerves. You're like, oh, something's coming. And then you spy in the distance, and your friend goes, oh, fuck, it's Kramer. No, hide, 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 hide. Kramer's coming, Kramer's coming. And you and your buddy, like, run into the village and close the gate. Kramer gets to the front door, starts banging on it. Where are the women? I smell witches. I smell witches. Your friend's looking over. Give me your finger. Give me your finger. Drawing his finger Sniff over his finger. lips. Going, Shh. If he doesn't know where he, he'll go away. You have to run into the village and hide all the women. <laughs> you go out the front It's oh hey Kramer Great to see you No, no women How are here things? <laughs> it's, Where are the women <laughs> He's got it Haven't got seen one of them in out. years mate <laughs> He's got the Bic lighter that he bought at the 7-Eleven Along with the sausage roll This morning for <laughs> breakfast He's just like flicking it on and off it's like, nah, mate, nah, mate, sorry. No it's got women. one of those fidgets. Uh, we haven't had any women here for decades. Uh, no one to burn here, sorry. In that next village over, though, I hear they've got plenty of women. <laughs> <laughs> he gets on all fours and just starts running away like a dog, howling. <laughs> on the prowl. Yeah, this guy, was, this guy would have been a real piece of work. I reckon he was sincere, though. I reckon he did most of the time believe this. Yeah, so... One, I mean, I'm obviously not a fucking expert on this, but just looking around the internet, reading some stuff, seems as though, as I was saying earlier in the episode, you could look at this through the conspiracy theory lens, which is like, well, they didn't think it was a conspiracy theory. They just thought it was a thing that was happening. But they had all these prophecies about the end of, like, the world, like, apocalyptic stuff, and thinking that, like, oh, yeah, like, the devil exists and devils are real and... There's these sex of women helping out the devil and all that sort of stuff to try and get more souls into doing sin, all that sort of thing. So if they actually believe that, one, their model of the world is basically like 
completely magical. Like everything to them is like magical, right? They believe all this shit that exists that doesn't exist. Yeah. So their respond. So what they're trying to do is, if you assume they're sincere, like they genuinely believe what they were doing was a good thing in a weird fucking way. <laughs> just, it, was just, it was just complete. It was just based on a completely bonkers underlying explanatory fabric of their worldview. <laughs> We've talked about witches a lot. I'll just. Might quickly define what they are. They're basically women. It's, a, it's who... an adult human female. Full stop. <laughs> but that's, 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 a, that's a, adult human Which, female. Hey, look, for, for Kramer, that probably wasn't a joke. <laughs> I, I get this strong impression that he really did not trust women. At, yeah, I think awful. he had some serious mummy issues. <laughs> <laughs> breastfeed him or something. Yeah. He lost his fucking mind. He was a formula baby. She didn't hug him enough. <laughs> yeah, didn't. <laughs> Spanked him. Used a cane on him. Spanked him once. Like, and yeah. he turned into Kramer. Inquisited shit out of Europe. This is what happens if you disagree with your... If you say no to your child, even once, they will turn into an inquisitor. Do you want your child to be an inquisitor? Don't be a fucking irresponsible, chi- irresponsible parent. Don't never exactly. say. Give your child never, everything they ask for immediately. Do everything they want, otherwise you never know they might burn you at the stake. Yeah. Well, I mean, not if you're the father, and you would be deserving. Yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, I, I thought that was just assumed. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, so a witch is a woman who signs a contract with a demon. Oftentimes, has sex with them too. So do, just for the fun of it. This guy. It is pretty funny to see that. Well, I mean, I say funny. It's funny if you're Jack and Levi and you just have the most fucking ridiculous, absurd sense of humor. If you're a woman Mm -hmm. living in 15th century Germany, probably wasn't funny. (laughs) No. (laughs) If if you're a dude living a few hundred years after, it might be funny. This guy is obviously terrified of female sexuality. And so... Whenever anything, whenever there's anything bad with a woman, he ties it up with their sexuality. So in large part, they'll, they'll sign a contract with a demon, oftentimes to get back at someone who's slighted them in a really petty way. Because at several points it's in this book, girls, he notes know. that women are extremely vindictive and gossipy <laughs> and petty. Fucking and call the you kettle just, black, like, you, you know? Like, Jesus Christ. If you look... <laughs> The guy who wrote a fucking 700 page book complaining about women. It's like, oh, they're really petty. They're They're really petty. petty. They complain too much. Let me tell you for 700 pages why that's the case. (laughs) So fucking ridiculous. (laughs) This cunt was just just so fucked in the head. (laughs) So I say. As well as uh, them um, signing signing contracts with demons because they're petty and because someone looked at them wrong or didn't like their dress, they also do it because they want to have sex with incubus demons, which he does spend a long time talking about this. So he does, he does establish, he theologically establishes that women can enjoy sex with incubus demons and they can get <laughs> pregnant by them. But... Demons are purely spiritual beings and so can't impregnate someone, but the, the cum catcher demons can, can transfer <laughs> got a little, the cum. 
little turkey baster on the tip of your dick, sucking up your cum. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A spiritual turkey baster. <laughs> a spiritual turkey baster squirted into my soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's how they can impregnate someone. And it's really funny. He talks about how... So you can have one demon who take who's the cum catcher for one woman and can give that... Or for, for a man. So, And he also goes over, oh, yeah, wet dreams, or as he calls them, nocturnal emissions, are one of the main sources of cum for the cum catchers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've this got, you've got the, so the demon, you've got the so demon who's assigned to just watch this guy sleep and t- until he has a wet dream. You know, and and that, you know that's like in a mostly, or something. mostly teenage boys. And then give it to like, another demon like, who is assigned demons. to a woman. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so they're like, it's like trading. Did you trade Pokemon cards when you were in primary school? Yeah, man. Yeah. So you I was more you Yu-Gi-Oh myself, like, but yeah. Pokemon oh, really? Right. Yeah, I really like Yu-Gi-Oh. No, I had a shiny Venusaur when I was like seven. Oh, I nice. still remember it. Yeah, so, nice. That's a good one. So, yeah, like a cum catcher gets just prime, like high grade, medical grade, <laughs> weapons grade seed semen. From, a, from a stud. Probably, probably <laughs> from, from Kramer. From alpha male, from fucking. Uh, from Kramer. From Kramer. Because Kramer, I'm pretty sure Kramer was no fap, given how often he talks about how good celibacy yeah, is. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely no fap. No fap, alpha chad. Kramer. So you've got some of his seed, and that is the equivalent of a shiny Venusaur. And he was so like the Andrew Tate of 15th century Europe. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you've you've got the Bitcoin millionaire kickboxer theologian extraordinaire Kramer. So you've got his sperm, and they're. All of the demons will be getting together and trading it with each other. It's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll trade you a shiny Machamp and a few Psyducks for your shiny Venusaur. For you. I'll trade you three okay batches of sperm for your, for your Kramer load, and they'll trade <laughs> that and then imp- impregnate a sorceress with those. <laughs> I, I just found a really good... um. His anecdotes are the best part of this book. He's got this great anecdote about a holy man going turbo nofap. Like just, just incredible. Inspiring, in fact. <laughs> Let us say a few words about how a good angel at times benefits righteous and holy men, especially in terms of the force to procreate. This is what happened to St. Serenus the Abbot, about whom Cassian tells a story in the conference with the fathers. First conference about Abbot Serenus. Hence, in light of his internal chastity of heart and soul, he devoted himself unflaggingly to prayers by night and day, and also to fasts and vigils. And in the end, he perceived that through divine grace, he had extinguished all the roilings of carnal lusting in him. Then, being kindled with a greater zeal for chastity, he used the aforementioned remedies and prayed to God that the chastity of the inner man should spill over into the body by God's gift. Eventually, an angel came to him in a vision at night, and seemingly opening his stomach, the angel wrenched a burning lump of flesh from his guts and returned all his intestines to their place, just as they had been. Look, he said, the parts of your flesh that incite have been cut out. 
Be advised that today you have obtained constant purity of the body in accordance with the prayer in which you asked that you should no longer be buffeted by the natural impulse that is roused even in little ones who are nursing. I th- that was so inspiring. That's really powerful. Amazing. That, Amazing. Can you imagine the subjectivity of the type of guy who's that, that opposed to coming that he eventually has a fucking hallucination or a dream <laughs> about an angel ripping out some flesh of him. It's like, oh, you don't get horny anymore now. Congratulations. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I've broken is, uh, through. Yeah, the subjectivity. I will, of I will no longer like reproduce. That. This guy spent years praying, like basically indoctrinating himself into this like extreme chastity uh, shit. And then until, until he hallucinated this fucking vision. <laughs> That's crazy. This guy even, was completely fucking nuts. Even better. Kramer goes on to talk about this guy and say uh, he was so good that eventually he only spoke to women by necessity. Just expunged. <laughs> That's he it. Bro- he broke through. The only reason he spoke to women previously was because he got horny. And now that he doesn't, he doesn't need to speak to women anymore. <laughs> That's so fucking crazy. It's so crazy. The thing is, like many books we've previously read, this book's really funny to talk about, but fuck, it's so boring to read. It's- yeah, don't read it. It's horrible. It's, yeah, don't <laughs> read it unless you're. It's so legalistic. Yeah, but really into just reading medieval smooth war. brain legalism. Because as I said earlier, he just <laughs> he's not brain, consistent. Like he just he just keeps getting stuff wrong or just disagreeing with things that he said previously. He has this long section about why so demons can pretty much do anything. Well, they can do lots of things so long as they have God's permission. And God gives them permission to do that, to either test the righteous, to punish sinners, or... Look, it, it just depends on how much Kramer likes you, whether, he's, whether you're a righteous person being tested or a sinner being punished. Anyway, so demons can do lots of things, but they can't make you look like a sorceress if you're not. Because if they could do that, then that, that would raise the obvious point of, well, all of these people you burned to death, how do you know that it wasn't just a demon tricking you into thinking that they were witches when they weren't? And he basically just says, nah, mate, God wouldn't let that happen. Nah, trust, trust me, mate, trust me. I know God, and that's not happening. Nah, my boy. But then God in other parts of the book, sort of stuff he, in other parts of the book, he just out and out says, Oh, yeah, a demon misled these people into thinking this. Or a demon gave this person the bad reputation of being a heretic or of being a sorcerer. <laughs> it's the, he's so legalistic, but he's also just so undisciplined. <laughs> but it, it, that legalism makes this book really irritating to read because it's just like, okay, let me list out now the 13 ways in which this particular thing happens and each of these 13 ways will have three sub-situations in which things can go slightly differently. Oh, and as an aside, did you, did you note the part where he just mentions offhand that trolls are real and live in Norway? 
He just says I think there's just one sentence in the middle of the book where he just uh, casually says, Oh, trolls, oh yeah, trolls exist and they're in Norway and then continues as if he didn't just say that trolls exist and live in Norway. You know, um I was listening to um a discussion about children and education and uh, uh Popper's um philosophy is really interesting and this guy this Mm. educational philosopher he's like um yeah like he calls it magical thinking like kids exhibit magical yeah 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 and he he made this interesting point he's like that's the same faculty that allows us to like create science is that like magical thinking Mm -hmm. like it's essentially the same thing it's like imagination and stuff it's just like where we're at now in terms of being able to exclude things from our yeah. magical thinking and uh, like how we go about that. And, but it's almost like the default state is this capacity to just like think anything is possible within the world. And, um, and so when these people like say these things, like there are trolls in Norway, like he literally meant like that. He genuinely believed that that wasn't, he wasn't just fucking around, you know, yeah, this is <laughs> like, not a metaphor. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think, like, just reading um, ancient, like, thinking through the implications of that, thinking through, like, the subjectivity of people holding those beliefs, whether it's, like, in whichever part of the world have these, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like, pagan beliefs or whatever, of, like, oh, trolls in the forest or, you know, there's, there's plenty here in Australia that, like, uh, I heard in my family about, like, interesting... Uh, like folklore about like spirits that exist in the bush and all that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, people actually believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't really have much else to say. About I don't it. I think, think he's being insincere when he talks about, when he talks about the, the harmfulness of witches in this book. I think he was sincere. I just also think he was fucked in the head. He was sincere enough to torture a lot of people over it. It's pretty sincere. <laughs> yeah. Looking through my notes, too, sort of metric. I'm reminded of the number of anecdotes he tells. He tell he tells quite a number of anecdotes wherein problems are basically solved with violence against women. I mean, so trying witches and condemning them to death. So that like that's also problems in inverted commas solved with violence against women. But there are a bunch of stories too <clears> where like someone won't be able to get get it up again. A lot of his stories come back to erectile dysfunction, which is why I think that maybe this book wouldn't have been written if Viagra existed in the 15th century. Blue shoes could have, it would have been a whole lot less angry. Could have prevented these atrocities. But there are so many stories of like, yeah, someone will have erectile dysfunction and will decide that some woman was responsible and will go out and just punch her and then he'll be, be able to get it up again. That's fucking <laughs> This guy's yeah, worldview was a just... podcast. This guy was just such a fucking loose cannon. Complete loose cannon. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I shouldn't blaspheme, sorry. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We want to be respectful in this in this episode. We want to treat this guy's ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say respect. We did make fun we of his We want to be impartial. Over. But apart from that, I think we want to be very We want to be fair and balanced when we present the views of witch hunters. Medieval Germany. <laughs> and when you say witch hunters, you're not being hyperbolic. No, 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 <laughs> that was no, what this guy identified what as. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the English translation that, that was on his LinkedIn is, is profile. He's a witch hunter, professional witch hunter. Isn't, it? Isn't that what Malleus Malfatorium means? Hammer of the witches? Hammer of, witches, hammer of yeah. the witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hammer of wi- as an aside, Hammer of Witches is Ringworm's best album. But at the very <laughs> least, this book can, can sick, that album. How did he reference that like album? So like he he referenced it so far. In I know. Advance, so, I, I mean, he must. I have been was really, pretty surprised to find out. Do you reckon he was in the recording studios like as they were making it, and he was like helping them make like figure out helping them figure out the title, the album. Okay, Maybe. so this is my this is my theory. So <laughs> the vocalist for Ringworm goes by the stage name of Human Furnace, and I expect that Human <laughs> Furnace's Christian name is actually it Kramer. Is actually I reckon Kramer is like... doing the vocal. Kramer is the vocalist for Ringworm, <laughs> and that that redeems him in my eyes to a large extent. I mean, Ringworm's a great band. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they've made it this far without being cancelled, given that their vocalist <laughs> is a 15th century inquisitor who's sentenced several women to being burned at the stake. <laughs> I'm still but been yeah, cancelled. Th- th- things like this. Yeah, but I really think we're getting over that <laughs> sort of cancel culture stuff, and we've come a long way. I think uh, the we've society over way. the last couple now of years can has be learned an inquisitor a lot and not get about cancelled. the importance of freedom of speech and freedom of association. Yeah, exa- exactly. And that's all I'm saying and is if let's Kramer not be too quick to, to cancel someone just because they've sentenced a few people to yeah. being burned at the stake for being witches. I just, I, What's the problem? We've, just, we've got to take a step back. That, that, that's cancel culture doing, going too far. I mean, look, it, it's the guy's job. What are you going to do, chase him out of the job just because he's burned a few people? Which he's cross? a hard-working, blue-collar sort of guy. Just because he's advocating for misogynistic he's violence. He's hard-working. Every day of his life, he's out there fighting the good fight. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if he wants to be part of of a metalcore band at the same time, then we don't punish him for that. Yeah, haven't you heard that K-San song? Working hard to make a living all across this land. Like, you know, fucking this is the working class man. I think I think Kramer was um, part of that song as well. Yeah. There Didn't he go. do vocals for that song? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kramer is a pop. I, think I mean, Kramer, look, Kramer has given us. Okay, so, so he's he's burned a few people, but what what has Kramer given us? Well, he's given us Ringworm. Where he's the vocalist. Yeah, he's given us Kramer and Seinfeld. That was pretty big. All is That's forgiven. A big contribution. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Yeah. It, look, if you've enjoyed Seinfeld, or if you disagree with Kramer, you're a hypocrite. Every now and then, let he Everyone who is without makes sin mistakes. Cast the all first I'm stone. saying. You should be able to forgive as well. As, okay? That's, that's all, I'm say, all I'm saying. You heard it here, folks. Let's uh, forgive the Inquisitors. <laughs> no, no, not the Inquisitors. Just, just Kramer. Just, I, just other Kramer Inquisitors, I, don't, I don't think other Inquisitors were part of Ringworm or Seinfeld. No, true, true, true. true. If, what I'm saying is we should only forgive them if they make music we like. If if they haven't done that, then I think we should judge them. Okay, where, where do you want to go? So the problem is, I've got I've got so many quotes and descriptions of the legalistic arguments he makes describing the the five ways that possession can take place. But I just don't think it's actually that interesting to talk about no, no. You know, the specific ways that. 
demons possess people? No, that's not. <laughs> uh, what would be good though? Um, hmm. Let me look let's talk. Okay, let's talk about the initiation um, of witches, the conviction process witches, for witchcraft. Methods, which is used to harm others. Countermeasures of witchcraft. I reckon. Countermeasures of witchcraft is basically just pray a lot and fast, and even then you can get affected because you're a sinner. Trial and punishment of witches. Trial and punishment. The trial. Oh, trial and punishment. Okay, so shout out to Kramer for this. He does not <laughs> like the trial of the, of the burning iron, which is basically so. <laughs> this might be the only place where I thought, okay, Kramer is being halfway. He's doing the absolute bare minimum in terms of being a decent human being. So, the trial. I was getting Evola vibes because Evola. Evola would have disagreed strongly with Kramer here, so I wish there were a Super Smash Brothers tournament where um, Kramer and Evola could have gone head to head to hash this out. Where so this this was this was a, a ritual, a rite where to determine guilt, you'd get a piece of iron and make it white hot, and then get the person to hold it. And if they could hold on to it, then they must not be guilty because they're divinely protected. And if they respond to holding a piece of white-hot iron in a normal way, then they're guilty. And Kramer says, no, this is wrong and unlawful, because it's basically telling God or expecting God to intervene miraculously in, in a subject to demonstrate someone's innocence, which is really presumptuous. So Kramer... That was a spot where Kramer was being... <laughs> it's like, God's busy. Look, like, come as on, we always come back to, his working was wrong, but he got to the right answer. <laughs> well, on this, out of like 700 pages, this was the one page where maybe he kind of was in the... This is the it wasn't even a page. This is like if you... This was maybe a paragraph. <laughs> I read it before. Okay, mate. Your, your reasoning's a bit wayward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one plus one equals, well, the sky is blue and water is wet, so it, it must be two. <laughs> like, okay, look, you got, to, you got to the right spot. <laughs> the destination was fine. The journey was a bit circuitous, but I'll, I'll give you half marks for that one. So, <laughs> there we go. There's, there's a sentence in this book that I halfway agree with. <laughs> what about that thing where Bloody he talks hell. about how witches can remote view? He's got this thing about how, like, oh, if they sit on their left side and prop their head up with their their hand, they can see what's happening really far away and teleport themselves yeah, really see. far away. Yeah, yeah. Remote view. Yeah, like the... the and then he... So this is very unusual for Kramer to say things that don't make much sense. But later on, he talks about how <laughs> witches regularly hold these, like, meet and greets where they all get together and... I don't know, eat carrot sticks dipped in hummus and talk about, just talk shop, like talk about sacrificing babies. Or <laughs> just talk shop with the witches. With the having sex with incubus the demons. <laughs> and he talks about how it's really inter it's important to have no-knock raids of these sort of get-togethers. <laughs> no-knock raids. the FBI just <laughs> no-knock raids of witch gatherings <laughs> to get the raptor squad in. <laughs> Call in the New South Wales raptor, raptor squad to break up witch gatherings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking A. Bunch of dudes in riot gear, like, rappel through your window. 
<laughs> uh, because you've been saying some some bad stuff on a Discord server. <laughs> I, you know, because you've been saying bad stuff that I've passed on because I'm a Fed. I mean, because <laughs> you're, you're in cybersecurity. That, that slipped out because I'm not a Fed. <laughs> who who wants clear, to discuss Jack their insurrectionary plans on Discord? Do so on our Discord server. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Fucking dead. Anyway, so when the rap the Raptor Squad needs to bust up these these witch gatherings, but I don't know why they would have witch gatherings if they can effectively just call people with their remote viewing anyway. Why would they could be completely non-local? Well, you know, it's like uh, Zoom fatigue. You know, yeah, <laughs> the maybe that's we're getting Zoom fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> they start remote viewing, and the other person's mouth is moving, but they can't hear anything. And they have to go. Oh, mate, you're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> you're on mute, mate. They have to send in the send in the equivalent of a demonic text and be like, "You're on mute. Can't hear you." <laughs> yeah, it must have been Zoom fatigue. That's. It's funny how you look back through history and you realize that human problems just haven't changed. I mean, you had people in the 15th century with Zoom fatigue, just like we do yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's, same it's thing. An, it's it's just, really it's just it, a it humbles you actually. Different technological makes context, you realize but it's that the, the same human problem. experience. We're all just we're all just humans, you know. Yeah, that's right. We're all just humans. We're all ex- ex- except for women. Except for women, as Kramer told us over seven hundred pages. Why that's the case? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the hatred that just sustained this guy writing seven hundred pages, and he couldn't have been typing this out. He had to be handwriting this. And the thing is, it's Just not the like sheer yeah, yeah, exactly to, to make this guy write. He was doing this over, uh, uh, like writing it in, and not even with the fucking he, he ballpoint pen. He it's like he was using Quilltip shit, you know, back then. I mean, it's just such a hipster. It's like those. It's even worse than people who use typewriters these days. People who use like a quill and ink, and just be a fucking normal person and type it up in Microsoft Word, Kramer. That's my biggest. That's my biggest complaint about this book. That I, I just don't like how he wrote, <laughs> what he used to write it. Didn't type it out. He just thought it made it more authentic if he hand wrote it. <laughs> he probably thought computers were demonic. <laughs> I bet he, he had a porn addiction and so throughout all throughout his computer because he just couldn't control himself. That's why he hand wrote it. <laughs> As soon as he as soon as he has anything with an internet connection, he just he blacks out and wakes up. He's on Pornhub searching for pegging videos or something like that. <laughs> the, magically, as soon as he gets access to to the internet, the account fartslave underscore six 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 pops up again. On Pornhub. <laughs> Fart slave, so fucking good. What, oh wait, there's that bit where he talks about the sort of sorcery that only men do and not women. Archery sorcerers. Necromancy was it as well? No, he talks about he talks about at least in my edition, the the author has this author the translator has this long section why he translates necromancy as nigromancy in this book. So apparently in uh, this is actually quite interesting historically. So the word 
necromancy got corrupted as uh, people basically just forgot how to speak Greek in the Middle Ages, at least in um, huh, like in really? Central Europe where this was oh, this was written. And so it got corrupted to nigromancy for the word for black. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. It carried this dual meaning of like sorcery of the dead, like necromancy, but also black magic. And so the the um the translator said I said that he kept it in to try to convey that dual meaning. But yeah, he talks about necromancy That's slash really nigromancy yeah. a yeah, lot. Really so um but yes, yeah, sorcerer archer archers are the um this is a type of sorcery that only men do. <clears throat> and you do it by, you get a, an image of Jesus or the cross and then shoot a bunch of arrows into it. You sign a deal with the devil. The devil sends you a PDF on email and you search for the part where you have to click and then like draw in your, your shitty e-signature. <laughs> once, you've, once you've hit control S on that PDF, then your soul is his. But you get... You get crazy, like, 360 no-scope arrow skills where the number of arrows you shot into the image of Jesus, that's the number of arrows per day. This, this, like, this, this is an ability that re- refreshes every 24 hours. Those will unerringly find their target. So you can, like, that's, that is such an OP build. And that's why... It carries the death penalty because you're you're basically using an aimbot, and that's not fair. I think that's. I would one hundred percent give the death penalty to motherfuckers who use aimbots. Fuck those guys. Aimbots. Yeah, Fuck exactly. <laughs> these people are basically. They, these are those aimbots. And any um, what do you, you call them? CS go who just ruined the game camp for everyone. Killing aimbot motherfuckers. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Just, when you just get some sitting down in front of the spawn, spawn camping spawn point. You. Yeah. Fuck that. These pieces of shit. So anyway, that's what archery <laughs> sorcery is, and they're pieces of shit. And while I think I think Kramer was a bit too hard on women in this book, <laughs> I think he took took things a bit far when he effectively just says that they're all guilty. But I think he was too lenient when it came to aimbotters. <laughs> when it came to demonic aimbot users, I think this this book. So the ratio of anti women to anti aimbot in this book was was wrong. Like he only dedicated a few paragraphs to aimbotters. This whole book should have been about the aimbot, um, the aimbot sorcerers, rather than about sorceresses. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, look, I'll uh, I'll leave a bad review on on Amazon for this book. Hopefully, Kramer will read it. And for for the sequel, he'll fix that. And that's the cool thing about publishing these days. You know, if someone publishes, if someone self publishes, then they can release you know, a, 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 a version two of this book. And I'm expecting you know, the Hammer of the Witches to to uh, take into account some of our concerns, given that uh, this is a pretty influential podcast and people it's people huge. rewrite books it's based huge. on what we We're say. Huge. About them here. <laughs> We're huge. I mean. The Unabomber Manifesto 2, a lot of that was based on what we said about the Unabomber Manifesto 1. <laughs> Julius Eveler. Ride the Tiger 2, that, that was based, <laughs> based on what we said about Ride the Tiger. But people listen to us. <laughs> you fucking bet that Kramer is listening. So okay, let's, okay so. Yes. <laughs> what about the, the process? So once, how. 
let's go over how you establish if someone's a witch and how you sentence them. This was this was the darkest part of this book because this was the most practical part. Yeah, this and is this, this, this is just right here. <laughs> this is practical female psychology for the practical inquisitor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, okay, so I never expected that the Inquisition would give people a fair trial. They're not known for that. And by the standards of Inquisitors, Kramer was a bit, was a bit loopy. <laughs> But basically, you establish... So he says, okay, you've got three ways in which someone can be suspected of being a witch. And that's, one, you can be accused. So just someone says in public, this person is a witch. And he advises against that because he says, oh, well, the witch is going to retaliate against you. So if you say in public that, that, that uh, Miss Y cursed you because you passed her in the street and she said, oh, you... <laughs> You're going to regret the day you looked at me badly and then you got a cold or something or you couldn't get it up anymore. <laughs> so you accuse her in public. The second way is denunciation. And this is the way that, um, that Kramer likes. He says that, <laughs> that secret denunciation is cool. <laughs> and this is, this is if... Um... <laughs> Wait, I should... So evidence of witchcraft, actually is always that, or it's basically always circumstantial evidence. And Kramer turns circumstantial evidence into direct evidence by just saying that they're the same thing, <laughs> which is very innovative. It's, it's, it's a really innovative really legal innovative. technique. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, it is. And there are so many anecdotes in this book of like, uh, two women have a squabble over a very trifling thing because women are gossipy and vindictive and then one woman will say to the other woman you will be sick now and then that woman goes home and uh, gets pneumonia or something so that's evidence of witchcraft so you go to your your local friendly inquisitor with <laughs> this evidence <laughs> you, you denounce that woman for making you sick that's and crazy, that, that counts it? as witness testimony as well. And that's really strong evidence in Inquisitor that's Court. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just can't believe these people. And then the third <laughs> way that you can be suspected of being a witch is through rumours. <laughs> Kramer spends so much time talking about how women are gossipy. But then one of his preferred <laughs> methods of, conv of, of, of getting someone on witchcraft is basically to listen to the rumour mill and go, oh, yeah. They're talking a lot about this woman and calling her a witch. I bet she's a witch. She's probably, probably a witch. <laughs> He's probably a witch. Sounds like yeah, a yeah. witch to me. So, you know, someone can have a bad reputation, have a reputation for witchcraft, and then if there's a bad hailstorm or there's a lot of rain, then the Inquisition swoops in and goes, no, that must have been her. And they've also, so they've got, in order to convict someone of being a witch, you need three things. So... You need the denunciation or the accusation. You need evidence that they have fallen into heretical depravity. And when I say evidence, I mean like one woman says to you, you are not going to sleep well ever again because uh, you've irritated me in some way. And then you don't 
He had a good night's sleep. Uh, that's, that is evidence of falling into heretical depravity. And then a confession. And the confession always takes place under torture. So you basically just need someone to say that they don't like the look of you. And that counts, that counts as witness testimony plus evidence of falling into heretical depravity. And that gets you tortured yeah. in Kramer land. And that's it. <laughs> it's just like you're, you're done. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. That is <laughs> no, actually no, just actually how it works. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked. He's got this bit about um so it's really important because Kramer does things by the book and he's not a loose cannon and he's very <laughs> principled. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of sections on what makes a witness inadmissible. So they're an inadmissible witness if they harbor an a, a mortal enmity towards you. And that's basically they want to kill you, or they hate you because you've killed someone close to them, or you've done something so terrible that they want to kill you. However, in another section, he says that all people harbour a mortal enmity towards witches, which, to my mind, would mean that anyone accusing anyone else of witchcraft can't <laughs> be a witness. But Kramer just steamrolls over that. That's just a technicality, and I don't want that... I don't want quibbles getting in the way of burning witches. <laughs> Having said that, he then has a longer section about how the, um, the trial of a suspected witch, and I say suspected quite loosely, <laughs> so loosely, in fact, that it is synonymous with convicted witch, <laughs> with certain witch. He says that all these trials should be brief and informal, <laughs> and then, okay, so you, you're allowed to request a, an advocate to defend you if you've been accused of being a witch. And by this stage, you've been taken in. They, um, they basically just put up a sign in public saying, oh, this person is accused of being a witch. They better show up to be, to be tortured and imprisoned within... I think it's within 12 days. And if they don't show up within 12 days, then they're definitely a witch and they're going to get imprisoned and tortured. That's a pretty good in incentive, isn't it? I mean, if you don't show up to get imprisoned and tortured, then you're going you're gonna to get fucking get <laughs> get imprisoned and get tortured. Even, you're going to get tortured even, even worse, I assume. <laughs> Far no, out. the torture sounds the same either, <laughs> either way. <laughs> so either you get tortured voluntarily or involuntarily. <laughs> So you've been taken in and you're allowed to request a defense lawyer, basically. Because, again, Kramer's an even-handed guy who's just interested in the truth of you being definitely a witch. <laughs> but there's, there's, a, there's a really long section describing all the things that make, some, make it basically admissible for the judge, Kramer, to just reject the... the the advocate for the suspected witch. And basically all of these things are putting up any sort of defense that slows down the process of burning this woman to death. It's like, no, nah, mate, I don't want to hear any legalistic quibbles. I don't want to hear anything. Basically all of his rules for being a good defense lawyer for the accused witch is that you're just not going to do anything for her. 
Yeah, Basically, you're just going to tell it to confess. That's what I want in my that's legal defense. <laughs> I want to just be thrown under the bus <laughs> by my defense attorney. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah, did. You want, you want him to make it worse for you. <laughs> and it's also, as soon as you're taken in, he basically just says, yeah, everyone accused should be either imprisoned in prison you know, if they're if they're a serious risk of running away and you really think they're a dangerous witch, if you don't think they're so dangerous, they should be put in detention. They're not allowed to leave detention, mind you. <laughs> but we're not gonna we're not gonna imprison them as harshly. We're just gonna imprison them instead of imprison them. <laughs> so this part of the book was definitely the most disturbing because while he's talking about, okay, so you just imprison this person. You start waging psychological warfare on them. You get their friends and family to come in and start telling them to confess to being a witch. Can you imagine being in this situation? So you're some poor woman who's just been accused of witchcraft by someone who doesn't like you and knows that denouncing you to Kramer will definitely get you tortured. So you get brought in. You say that you're not a witch. And this guy goes, okay, that's definitely evidence of you being a witch imprisons you and then lines up your friends and family because also if they don't start denouncing you then they are suspected of witchcraft <laughs> and will get fucking tortured so they're coming in going just just confess to being a witch please please confess and you don't know what please, <laughs> you don't please know what motherfucker done, confess what you've apparently done but all the people in your life are telling you to confess and then Kramer swoops in and starts torturing you and while torturing you tells you to admit to being a witch. And if you confess to witchcraft, then you're probably going to get burned to death. But if you deny it, Kramer says, oh, well, you're using a spell of silence on yourself. And that means you're a witch. It's just, it's just nightmarish. Yeah, you're completely, you're completely fucked in these you're, circumstances. You're fucked. You're yeah. completely <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, there's no way out. It's just completely, it's a rigged system, rigged game. Look, you thought how, if, if you ever thought that maybe, hey, like sometimes a little bit of criminal justice reform would be nice in like a Western country, you haven't fucking seen miscarriages of justice until you've been to 15th century Germany. <laughs> it's, just, it's completely mental. <laughs> Uh, here's a here's a particularly disturbing quote. So he says that a really sure sign of the sorcery of silence is that when a witch doesn't cry when tortured, or if she does cry when she's tortured, she's faking crying because she's a witch. Which again, it's like people bursting into tears, being tortured and told that they're witches. And Kramer's got the the mental uh -huh. gymnastics uh -huh. at the ready so that he can just gotcha. justify. He can. He can tell himself he's doing the right thing. So he says, If the judge's aim is to investigate whether she is enveloped in the sorcery of silence, he should note whether she can cry when standing in his presence or being exposed to torture. The ancient accounts of trustworthy men and the, and the teaching of our own experience have demonstrated that this is the most certain sign, so that even if she is urged and compelled with conjurations to cry, if she is a sorceress, she does not have this ability to shed tears. To be sure, she will emit plaintive sounds and attempt to dab her cheeks Hold and on, eyes with spit as if she were crying, and those present should pay, pay close attention to this. So you've got fucking Kramer dislocating some innocent woman's uh, shoulders 
and she's crying and emitting plaintive sounds as he's doing so. And he's sitting there going, nah, she's lying. I bet she, she's not feeling this one bit. I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I can, I, I will go to sleep tonight. Been, uh, how, how do you even just look at another person going through that sort of distress and then just like mock it up to this? Man, this guy was on another planet. <laughs> this, this guy was so fucked in the head that he's come up with this, this elaborate mental gymnastics as to... It's even like when torturing someone, their obvious distress, he's come up with a way to say, oh, well, they're not actually feeling it. It's not actually hurting them. He's got this section. I've got another quote here where he... So Kramer has... He's MGTOWed his mind into women can't feel pain and I'm not inflicting pain on them. But a problem is witches can inflict spells upon other people, such as empathy. So when they're in their prison cell with guards out the front, those guards, they, they don't have as strong wills as Kramer, and that could be a problem. And this, this wily woman could, could work her sorcery on them and convince them that maybe she's not a witch. Maybe just someone told Kramer that she was a witch, and he's, he's just decided that that's definitely the case. So I quote, with God's permission, they can, especially at the time when they, and as an aside, they being the sorceresses, are being exposed to questioning under torture, affect people with sorcery by the working of the devil, sometimes through touch, sometimes through sight, or the hearing of words uttered by them. Through the teaching of experience, we know that certain sorceresses kept under detention in castles who kept importuning their castellans to, to allow them, upon the arrival of the judge, or of the other authority in charge of them, just to direct their first glance at the judge before they were seen by him or the others. From this glance, they achieved the result seen they achieved the result that this judge or the others were so transformed in the loyalties of their hearts that they lost whatever courage, if any, they had. They would not presume to harass the sorceresses in any way, but let them go free. This is the true testimony of a man who has knowledge from experience, and would that they were not able to bring about such things, exclamation mark. So he's basically complaining that they see some woman sobbing in her jail cell and go, you know what, maybe we did the wrong thing and we should let her go. No, that's sorcery. <laughs> Seeing another human being <laughs> in intense distress and fear that not only has her life just been turned upside down, but that she's going to be burned to death over something that she doesn't even know that she did or what she did. That's not empathy, that's sorcery. He, uh, he also has a bit more about uh, the, the methods you should use when preparing oh, damn it. someone Sorry, for torture. Sorry, I didn't realise I hadn't unmuted myself. <laughs> I made a very funny joke, <laughs> a very funny joke about womanese just Make then. the joke again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said something to the effect of, yeah, but have you ever heard a woman speak womanese? It was funnier when I said it the first time <laughs> I mean, to myself in silence. I, be, I, bet this, I bet Kramer had read Practical Female Psychology for the practice where I bet he'd paid for all of Franco's, all of Franco Seduction's online seduction courses. He had dumped at least five grand into Franco's <laughs> bank least. account learning the art of seduction and learning how to speak I bet, I bet Franco's womanese. a huge fan of this. <laughs> 
I think this book's dedicated to Franco. <laughs> to my boy Franco. To Franco's seduction. <laughs> to my if boy If people don't Franco's know what we're talking seduction. about, actually, listen to our episode on practical female psychology for the practical man, and it, it might shed light on what we're talking so about. Fucking funny. What was it? Was it, oh, was it subcommunication or something? Yeah. The, <laughs> the concept that those three authors brought in of it's like, nah, well, a, a woman might be telling you that um, she's not trying to mislead you and convince you to pay for everything that she wants to spend money on <laughs> while having sex with Alpha Chad Megacock on the side. No, 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 no. She might be saying that with her words, but she's subcommunicating the opposite. <laughs> it's the same fucking mental gymnastics as this guy going, oh, well, if she doesn't confess to being a witch, then that's because she's a witch. And if she confesses to being a witch, then that's because she's Cause a witch. That's because she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Could you imagine the fucking the plight of women in that society? Like, fuck me. Another quite ups- like much much more disturbing part of this book was when he talks about how you prepare people for torture. Where he's like, okay, so because witches oftentimes will hide some sort of magical amulet in their hair to protect them from torture, you have to shave all the hair off their body, including from he calls them the secret places. Because despite the fact that he's so willing to torture, he's willing to torture people, but he's not willing to utter the word vagina. So it's like you shave their pubic hair off as well. So it's like this is just sexual humiliation as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. This guy was this guy's truly like sick. We're, we're laughing about it. This guy is like a fucking monster. Level of just like complete ago. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. What makes it like even worse is in this part of the book, a lot of it is him giving these basically prepared speeches for. Mm the Inquisitor to say to the person he's torturing or for the Inquisitor to say to secular authorities when he's handing this person over for execution. Mm. And in so many of them, just the the faked self-righteousness is so sickening because he'll... So ecclesiastical authorities can't send someone to death. That's for the the dirty secular authorities to do. And in all of his his proposed speeches to give once you have, um, well, I mean, you've decided that someone's a witch well in advance, but once you've gone through the formalities of proving they're a witch or proving that your, formalities, your yeah. supposition that they are a witch was correct, you hand them over to a court to sentence them to death. And in doing so, he always includes this line of, oh, we urge you to be as as lenient as possible on this poor soul, for they are also a child of God. And it's like, mate, you want this person to be, to be sentenced to death. Like you, you obviously yeah. want this person to be killed. <laughs> Don't give me this shit. You're woofing in the background. Like you are going to be at the burning with a hand stuffed crassly down your pants. Hundred percent. If this guy were alive now, he would be watching live leak videos Fuck. for the raging bone. Jesus he was Christ, Jack, one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the uh, in, a, in a very in a very good way. <laughs> in the, the non witchcraft. In the sense. not being burnt at the stake way. <laughs> I wonder that he's got that whole section where he's talking about. Oh, there are three types of suspicion. There's rash suspicion. Probable suspicion and violent suspicion. However, when it comes to suspicion of sorceresses, there is only 
moderate. So moderate suspicion <laughs> is the lowest form of suspicion. <laughs> then there's vehement suspicion and then violent suspicion. Yeah. And it's basically so you're fucked. any of these. With any of these, you need to be tortured. And it's with the moderate suspicion. He's like, look, if we only lightly suspected them, we wouldn't need to torture them. But if they're moderately suspected, then you've got to torture them. <laughs> it's like, there is sense. no lower level than moderate suspicion. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I found an example of the um, basically just... Kramer's crocodile tears at the thought of oh someone might be hurt as a as a res, as a result of my inquisition. This is what he proposes that an inquisitor say <laughs> as, a, as a byproduct, an accidental byproduct. Yeah, say to a secular authority once they've handed over someone convicted of sorcery, having you know completely destroyed their shoulders with stupato, beaten them shaved them, humiliated them. So he says, Care should be taken that it is never stated in any sentence that the denounced person is innocent or blameless. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. This is different. This is him. This is him. Um, he, he has this section where he talks about, well, if they're found not guilty, what should you do? And he spends a really long time on this completely irrelevant detail because I just don't understand how he could find someone not guilty. But yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. <laughs> care should be taken that it is never stated in any sentence that the denounced person is innocent or blameless, but only that nothing was proven legally against him. Because if he is again denounced afterwards in the course of time and the charge is then legally proven, he can be condemned regardless of the sentence that absolved him. That's so it's, fucking cooked. So this, this is very practical, this part. So this is how you... You let someone off, but you leave the door open to burning them to death. It's just most ridiculous stuff. <laughs> I should add to, in this quote, he uses the, the neutral masculine form. So he says, care should be taken. That the, the, in, that the denounced person is innocent or blameless, but only that nothing was proven legally against him. But then, as the translator points out, he regularly just talks about she. <laughs> this guy had misogyny on the brain so much that even when he was transcribing quotes sometimes he would just accidentally slip up and say she <laughs> like oh damn it whoops i made it too obvious that this is directed against women i can't even like really get my head around how much vehement hatred this person must have had for women it's kind of insane kind of insane he it's completely really <laughs> it's like the most like insane women. thing yeah the the part of this book on sentencing was really boring because he just goes through Basically every permutation of, okay, how bad was the heresy? How strong is the evidence against them? Are they repentant or not? Are they, uh, yeah, are they, are they willing to come back into the church or not? Basically, best case scenario, you will be imprisoned for life, but you won't be excommunicated. And apart from that, you're getting burned. Yeah. It's an efficient system, you know. It's we're 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 tough but fair. <laughs> it's very it's high throughput. Tough but fair. Tough but fair. <laughs> That's what we it's believe tough in. Tough love in fifteenth century Germany. Tough but fair. And with the future state of nuclear Queensland, <laughs> I think crypto. a judicial system inspired by Kramer would. Would be a pretty good idea, actually. Hey, crypto nukes, Queensland. Crypto nukes, 
Queensland plus an inquisitorial plus an inquisitors. <laughs> it's the sort of place where I want to live. Plus Jack and Levi are inquisitors. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, I'm saying is that I just feel like in fuck. Australia in 2023, we don't take witchcraft seriously enough. I agree. 100%. And you can really, you can see the harm that causes. It's, yeah, it causes people's dicks to fly. It's plain off. to see. <laughs> That's I mean, do, what happens. Do you think climate change would be happening if we didn't allow witches to operate in our midst? That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, think about it. I just think there's, you know, those graphs where they show the the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere compared to the global average temperature. Well, what they're not showing you is the number of witches compared to the global temperature. And let me tell you that those two lines are just perfectly, perfectly coincide. And is look, I reckon there's a reason why those two lines no perfectly coincide and why they're not telling you that, why, why they're trying to hide this from you. There are no coincidences. It's because the <laughs> globalist elite are all witches. <laughs> And that's they're causing climate change, and like I, I don't know where this theory is going, but I blame witches for everything. It's their fault. What are some other things we don't like? Um, Bitcoin price has gone down. Witches. Witches. That's witches. Um, Definitely witches. Yeah. GPUs are still expensive. That's witches. I bl I blame them. I think it's witches. <laughs> I haven't upgraded for a while because of witches um, affecting the cost of microprocessors. What else is bad? There, there are just so many bad things in the world that I think are just because yeah, we're not uh, burning the enough witches. Group, or the build Forest sorry, the fires group. in Australia. It's pretty bad. Forest fires, yep. That's definitely... Yeah, um, witches. Witches. Um, megafauna. We don't have megafauna anymore. Oh, definitely witches. Witches. <laughs> witches every time. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that's... Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's such. It's just classic sorceress behaviour. Classic to get rid of sorceress. the giant wombats. The saucy sorceress getting rid of my wombies. <laughs> yeah. Um, fentanyl. <laughs> witches. Fent fentanyl is the witches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure witches are making that. <laughs> witches are making fentanyl. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. So, but as as I'm sure people can hear, I don't have much else to say about this book. <laughs> it's completely batshit insane. It took a really long time to read, and there's just there's a huge amount of detail in this book. Don't get me wrong; I just don't want to talk about the detail because it's really boring, <laughs> it's just, it's and it won't make for a fun episode. Exactly. <laughs> 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 it. It's saying something that even among the books we cover for this podcast, this is actually one of the more despicable works. Because yeah, and it's, while it's the made Catholic even more despicable by the took fact a look that... at it and said, actually, we're not like this is not really what we're into. We don't support this. Apparently, it was fairly popular among lay people. So I do think this book had an impact. <laughs> That's so fucked. That's so cooked. <laughs> so we've um. I mean, we said earlier that neither of us recommend this book. This is just not. This is not worth reading. There's just no part of it that's. 
It's only worth reading. Really if worth you're going just, over. Uh, just, uh, just like obsessed with like maybe if you're really into medieval history or something. Like that might. I be guess a so. Situation, but if you're into that, this is such a deep cut. Even in that context, like, there are so many things that if you were interested in medieval history, you would probably read before the Hammer of the Witches. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I feel like Kramer's best work, called Hammer of the Witches, is really the Ringworm album called Hammer of the Witch. <laughs> uh, think, that's um, his best statement on this topic. I think if you're, like, just, I don't know, what would you say? Like, if you just have a really facet curiosity with torture, you know that some people... Not going to name names, but we've got some strange friends who have morbid fascinations with certain, <laughs> with certain subreddits that keep on getting shut down. <laughs> if you're one of those people, you know who you are. <laughs> then, yeah, sure, maybe you'll like this book. <laughs> but that's the only thing. The thing is, even the discussions of torture, though, are so... Like, there, there, are, there are so few of them... Compared to him saying, oh, let me list the three ways in which a demon can travel long distances in a short period of time. Which sounds like it'd be fun, but it's really boring. Yeah, it's really boring. It's very legalistic. What? Okay, so, like, you you were making an effort to think of situations in which you could recommend this to someone. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm just trying to... I mean, you can find a PDF online for free, no problem. If you want a feeling of what reading this book's like, if you're really that interested, just get a free PDF from LibGen or something. I mean, buy, buy a legal copy of this book and... <laughs> Surely it's way out of, like... Isn't it literally hundreds of hundreds of years out of copyright? Yeah, but... Just smash yourself in the face. That's what it's like. That's what it's like to read this fucking book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then burn Just some witches. Read the Bible and but read only the Bible read and a bunch of laws from whichever country you live in at the same time. And that's kind of what it's like. While <laughs> listening to Andrew Tate in the background. And listen those to three like things mashed together torture some people. is the Malleus Maleficorum. Maybe it's up there with... It's definitely one of the worst books we've read, I would say. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the least fun things to read. This was the beginning was the end level for me. And beginning was the end is I think the most my most hated book I've read for this podcast. <laughs> you go into something called the Witch Hammer and you think, oh, this is going to be fucking hectic. This will be good. And then it's it's not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what else do we have to say? Oh, we've got a Patreon. People people should pay us money. Listen, people should you pay guys, us money for reading the Hammer of the Witch. If you want um, Jack and me not to starve to death, then you need to start paying up for this juicy content. And what are we going to give you in return? What are we going to give you in return? I don't know if I can check out the Patreon. We've got, uh, we've got, yeah, man, I should check too. We've, uh, <laughs> we've got some shit. We're going to be beefing it up. <laughs> We're going to do some shit. Yeah. <laughs> ask us questions. <laughs> you can, Get some more you can write we'll, stuff we'll and submit up. it to us and we'll cover it. That's one of the tiers. Ooh, I like that You one. can, yeah, you can submit us questions that we'll answer in an episode, I think, is one of the tiers. Look, it's... I just want to say, we've got a tier for $60,000 a month, and you get nothing for it, but that's the best one. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not joking. We do have 
We've got the 60K tier. That's the best tier by far. That's, that's the really good one. You should buy that one. Everyone should buy that one. I do, everyone should buy that one. <laughs> I actually don't think there are any benefits to that tier. I don't think I put any benefits on that you one. You get the benefit of the of $60,000 worth of warm, fuzzy feelings having support, supported Jack and Lula. Okay, so it, 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 is, it is widely known that it's better to give than to receive. And I think everyone would be pretty happy receiving $60,000, right? Well, what's yeah. better than receiving $60,000? Well, Ergo. giving $60,000, that's... That so really, I mean, we're doing I am a all, when you I'm think about all it. I'm all about delivering value. Anyone who's heard and me value speak for value. That. And Levi's the same. Value. We are all about yeah. delivering value. And the, I don't deliver anything except value. That's all I deliver. I'm it's, like the goddess of value. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so giving us $60,000 is even better value than if we gave you $60,000. Just think... At Think about that for a good. second. Think about that while you're putting your credit card details into Patreon and going, <laughs> yeah, I reckon 12 times a year I'm going to send Jack and Lee $60,000. US <laughs> This is a really good deal and you should definitely do- go into debt idea. for it. <laughs> take um, out a mortgage on your home. Look, take out a second home loan <laughs> and buy Jack and Levi $60,000 worth of Bitcoin. I'd be really impressed if anyone was able to pick your Michael Saylor impression. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to improve <laughs> my Michael Saylor impression. I know who that is. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Fucking Saylor. Crazy motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, that's the best. If, you, if you're not as interested in value, there are... If you're a socialist, if you're if you're a socialist, then yeah, sure, don't give us sixty thousand dollars. But if if you're really interested in if value, you believe in, in self improvement, in freedom, uh, in um, the, the values what can of we the offer? West. If you're interested in inequality, if you're interested, if you're in, interested um, in inequality by making us sixty thousand dollars richer than you, then if you ba- basically just think about whatever you like. And that's what you'll you'll get, yeah. For for the sixty thousand dollar tier, you like an inquisition? You want an inquisition? We'll give you a fucking inquisition. We'll, inqu- inquisition we'll give you an inquisition. Shit out of whoever you want us to inquisition. You, we can do it to you if you want. <laughs> we, can, we can inquisition for sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> we will come. We will come to your house, and, and we will stand at the tip of your you penis and to being a witch. demon zap your cum away. We will take your cum. We'll yeah, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd do a lot of things for sixty thousand dollars. I do horrible things for sixty thousand dollars. Unspeakable <laughs> things. <laughs> Unless it would make for a good episode, and then we'll talk about it at length. <laughs> and girth had to, had to, too easy. Had to just lay up. This is this is the level of quality people expect from us. <laughs> And this is how we're going to take off. This is really, this is next level. Exactly, stuff. exactly. All we need is for, for Peter Thiel to come across this podcast and go, you know what? <laughs> These guys need some here's money. Here's $10 million. <laughs> from, I know you're listening, fund. Peter. <laughs> it just blows us up. <laughs> Founders. Gets behind us. Fuck yeah, Peter. It's, uh, Fuck yeah. Why, why Combinator are interested, I hear. We're about to get some funding from Golf Combinator, why Combinator to... Uh, to <laughs> To expand the podcast. <laughs> Sam Altman's very interested. 
<laughs> like feeding. We've been hired we're, to consult we're on going GPT five. Feeding GPT five. GPT five is going to be trained exclusively on transcripts of of these of episodes. this episode and books that we tell it to look, read. To only this episode. So look forward to that. <laughs> look forward to telling <laughs> like hermetically sealed universe. In response to every question is Jack and Levi. Complete fucking insanity. <laughs> the Chinese military actually. That's a, that's another backer. They've they've put. One what, the People's podcast. Liberation Army getting around us? Yeah, People's Liberation Army. <laughs> our, our DARPA funding, actually, we needed to sort out some It was one of those rare with projects. With Joe Biden personally, because we've also got quite a bit of funding We're from one DARPA, of those, um... And that conflicted a bit with, um, with the PLA funding. Wait, no, no, no. But we got together... <laughs> we got together with some shadowy agents of the deep state. We took some weed gummies. We watched the new Top Gun together. Uh, we hugged it out. That's that's smoothed over. Daniel Andrews sent us money personally. <laughs> personally. That that wasn't for anything in particular. He's just a big fan. Um, <laughs> he sent he sent us some money. So good, good on you, Dan. Thanks, thanks, mate. Dan the man. Dan the man. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else? Do you have anything else of substance to say um, in this episode? Oh, why don't we just talk about what about the future of the future of the podcast? you reckon let's we... talk about the future of the yeah podcast. so basically jack and i would like to try to like leverage this thing into like being able to do stuff full-time on the internet obviously um so we're, yeah. we're doing some stuff that would be the dream That'd if we could dream. Actually, if we could make a living talking shit that would be yeah absolutely talking unreal. shit reading weird books talking with other people who are interested in this stuff and like me making software and stuff so we've got a discord that's been interesting an interesting experiment that's really cool uh, interesting vibe on that. There's lots of uh, weird perspectives and memes and stuff. That's cool. And Shout out to San Marzano. Oh, conspir- man. Or was it San Marzano uh, supremacist? <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to experiment with uh, creating like an app for the community that'll integrate with the Discord. We've got the Patreon. So we're going to put out some feelers there to say like, what we can provide above and beyond the podcast contents itself to augment this mm. community. So I guess like talking about the future of the podcast, if you guys would like to participate in shaping what that looks like, the easiest way to get in touch with us is to join the discord and Jack and I, uh, like you can DM us directly. Um, or obviously like just jump in, jump in the channels and, yeah, like help us shape what to the, what what's mm. the future of um how this could be better for all you weirdos out there who want to like explore the infinite idea space of of humans. <laughs> you could do it on the Discord because that way, yeah, that'd be really any helpful. new member of the Discord, yeah, there is a one hundred percent chance that either the users Trent or your old memes will start arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> So fucking good. It's not one, it's the other. <laughs> yeah. In terms of those things too, I think a bookstore for this podcast would make a lot of sense. And I'm trying, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to a few online booksellers to see if we can get an affiliate deal going. But the problem is the sort of books we cover on the podcast yeah. and the sort of books people are liable to order with our affiliate links. I think a bunch of online booksellers don't want to necessarily... Yeah, look, uh, we've, we've not chosen the easiest path to monetization, but I think that I think it's 
I think that's okay. I think when we figure it out, it'll we'll figure it out in a way that'll mean that we can keep it authentic to like what we've mm. created and the people who are like interested in this and not compromise. I mean, it'd be better to do that faster and sooner than than later. <laughs> but well, I mean, if if we, we go do- into yeah, well, suppose we got some income stream that would require us to not cover extreme books. Well, then there's no real point to having this podcast. Like, it needs to be something that allows us well, to yeah, continue. That's, that's the, literally the entire talking, yeah, <laughs> talking about fascism or the Inquisition or misandry. Yeah, we basically like I thought about it this way. I know this is maybe rather selfish of me to think about it like this, but I thought like. Well, what if I could just, uh, you know, because financial freedom is one thing, like being able to have business online and stuff. That's really cool. But then I thought, you know, what the what's the use of having financial freedom if you don't have freedom of thought? You know, freedom of speech. Like I want to like mm-hmm. read whatever I want, you know, and that sort of stuff. So if you know, if we have a revenue model that compromises that, then that sort of like defeats a huge pillar of of like kind of the ethos. Yeah. So we'll keep trying. Uh, I'm sure we'll get talking it. to various online we'll booksellers to see if we can make a bit of money from our talking listeners buying Evelor or something. The, the witch hammer. <laughs> Fucking witch hammer. <laughs> Purchases of the hammer of the witches on Amazon go up by six thousand percent as the result of this episode. I mean, the thing is, like, it, it could take a, a long time, but like. I I do think that this like people underestimate how big this potential niche is. We're basically saying like there's a whole bunch of people out there that are really interested in really really strange ideas. Now, I, I just think that's like a perfectly reasonable uh, conjecture. I think the fact that we've got all these people joining the Discord yeah, stuff well, is, like, clearly so do I in like corroborating evidence. Um, yeah, just taking a while. Just takes a while. Support us. Fucking get around your boys. Get around your boys. $60,000 tier on Patreon. We can fin dom. If you're into it, I'll fin dom you. I mean, I don't want to, like, sign jack up yeah, to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'll fin dom you. I'll fin dom the shit out of you. I w- oh, you fucking bet. Those new, <laughs> those new RTX 40 series graphics cards. I mean, the number of janky stalker mods, poorly optimized stalker mods, I could be running on one of those bad boys. <laughs> I'll buy two of them if you want me to. I mean, so long as it's your money. I'm not going to pay for them. They're too expensive. I could, I could fin dom the shit out of you. <laughs> you heard it here first, Jack. Uh, f- f- heard it here first, guys. Jack is going to fin dom all of you. All of you. Fin dom the shit out of you. <laughs> That's what Patreon is. <laughs> the Patreon is actually a way for me to fulfill my very specific sexual fetish of having strangers on the internet pay. Pay me for reading weird books. <laughs> That's the only way I can get it up anymore. It's, it's a curse. <laughs> That's so fucking cooked. You're ridiculous. That's I'm all about authenticity. That's why I'm laying my cards on the table. Yeah. That's, that's why we started the Patreon. <laughs> Anything else? What are we reading next, actually? Uh, I was going to propose... I'm currently reading Crash by J.G. Ballard, and that'll be a solo episode. And I expect you to dislike that book, but it's actually a phenomenal book. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Interesting. It's it's beautifully written and actually is making a very deep point. And at the same time, it's about people who are sexually excited by crashing cars. It's it's a whirlwind of emotions. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Fascinating. Um, No, I... uh... 
I I would like to read Democracy, the God That Failed. That's like, there's this uh, Austrian economist, Hopper. Gustav Hopper or something, something Hopper. Um, and all these crypto freaks, Bitcoiners are like, yeah, fucking Democracy, the God That Failed. And it's basically like, you know, like Yavin, who's into the crypto monarchy stuff. All of those guys are like, yeah, democracy sucks. We just want crypto and like a king. <laughs> they all reference this book. So I fucking yeah, love yeah, Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. but I'm not convinced that we need a crypto monarchy. So <laughs> that's my proposition. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a central bank cuckold? <laughs> no, I think that we should just have a full autocracy. Crypto nuke autocracy set like ruled by Jack and Levi. Yeah, yeah, eternity. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that would be my proposal. Um, <laughs> the other ones are we could um, because the other one that we've got on our list is uh, a Modern Man in Search of the Soul by Oh yeah yeah by Carl Jung. Jung. That'll be interesting. Um, and I think that'll be an interesting but really hard book. So. I thought yes. we could uh, maybe I'm do. Uh, yes, <laughs> we could maybe do. Um, yeah, democracy. The God, the fact. No, okay, first. okay. Might be a bit you were the fucking one who wanted to do. Oh, what was the name of it? I had to talk you down into reading Modern Man in oh, Search Hegel of the Soul. You wanted to read some like eight hundred page tome by Jung. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, the Red Book. Yeah, that's like eight hundred pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one you were pushing. For. Yeah, so it's, no, I take that back now. <laughs> so, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's just start off with the with the three four hundred page one. <laughs> what else is in the pipeline? Next weekend, actually, I'll probably be recording an episode with Ed on The Camp of the Saints by Jean Raspail, which is just flat out white nationalism. It's, it's not like The Age or New York Times accusing people of white nationalism, that this is a, a fiction book which is just advocating for a white France. Yeah, right. So you can look forward to that one. Um, I, wonder, I wonder when these... When these ideas will ever go away. I mean, how long were they doing witch trials for? Like hundreds of years, right? <laughs> and they make a comeback every now and then. <laughs> yeah, occasionally you'll hear about like some witch trials in like some random part of Africa or something. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, we do need to get rid of these witches. We should read The Sovereign Individual sometime. Well, I mean, you've read it, but I, I should or read it. We should do an episode individual. on it because I think that'd be sovereign a individual, very good book for this podcast. Yeah, well, we could read that first before Democracy the God that Failed. Yeah, let's do that. Because Sovereign Individual seems like the sort of book which has, it has intellectual content. It's quite different to the mainstream consensus on how society should be run. And it's quite influential. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I like it. Yeah, well, I've got a copy of it because <laughs> Levi sent me a copy of the Sovereign Individual because he liked it. I so. love that shit. <laughs> Yeah, so I've, I've got it behind me, actually. Yeah, we, so we should read that one. So good. Yeah, I still listen to it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have my, my reservations or criticisms of it, but I think, like, directionally, it's it's pretty spot on. Yeah, I look I look forward to reading that Excellent, book. excellent. All right, well, we should... <laughs> this is still just the postscript. <laughs> Thanks for listening, yeah, motherfuckers. Is... <laughs> Thank you for listening. See you next time. See ya.